Hey guys, welcome to episode number 23 of Prospect Bar, and I'm Curtis Ratner. Today I'll be recapping the first round of the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. This entire season for prospects has just been weird with limited games for most leagues, no fan attendance, the general exposure of this year's draft class is nowhere near what it normally is. But in a way that makes it more exciting almost. In my opinion, there's going to be a lot of players in the late rounds that other teams might not know as much about, and there's uh, more likely finding a chance of a late round stud that uh, a lot of teams just didn't know that much about. Started off with the first overall pick, and that was the Buffalo Sabres. Horrifically bad season, obviously. They took Owen Power, the defenseman. I'm going to give this grade an A-. minus. Uh, I think he thought to be a pretty consensus number one. He had a solid year at Michigan. I didn't really love his game too much, though, I'd say, but the World Championship really sold me on this kid. He was fantastic for Canada, winning a gold medal. Uh, this kid proved to me why he should be the number one pick, and I like it for Buffalo. They're they're in need of pretty much everything right now, a number one defenseman at the top of that list. Second pick is Seattle Kraken, the NHL's newest franchise, 32nd team. Uh, they took Matthew Beneers. Uh, I like his game a lot from the World Juniors. I gave this grade an A. Uh, like I said, great in the World Juniors as an, under, as an underage player nonetheless. Uh, I loved his game now. I loved his game then, and nothing's changed now, so... I think he could play in the NHL next year. Great pick for them. First one in franchise history. Third pick, the Anaheim Ducks. They went a little bit off board, I think, here with Mason McTavish. I'm going to give this one a B-. Uh, maybe is it maybe a tad of a reach, but I like his game. I saw him around 10 in most mock drafts. There was definitely more skilled players available, but his overall game I'm a big fan of. So I'm going to stick with the B- there. Fourth pick seems destined yet again. It's New Jersey Devils taking defenseman Luke Hughes, brother of Jack, who they took first overall a few years ago. I give this a B plus. Uh, again, it's another pick that was just seeming kind of destiny. He's got all the tools to become a premier defenseman in the NHL, but I did have Edmondson ahead of him in defenseman rankings, so that's kind of why it's a B plus, not in the A range. But I do love Hughes' game still. I thought they were both both great young defensemen, and I don't have them too far apart. Fifth pick, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I love what they did all day on draft day, trading Seth Jones, getting all these firsts, which I'll go into a little more. But uh, they took Ken Johnson at five. I gave this grade a B plus. Uh, one of the most skilled players in this draft for sure. He's very crafty. The only reason I don't have an A for him is just because the two guys that went after him were both still on the board, who I liked a little bit more. But a uh, big fan of Ken Johnson's game overall. Uh, speaking of one of the guys I like a little bit more than him, Detroit Red Wings, sixth overall pick, defenseman Simon Edvinson, and this is an easy A for me. Steve Eiserman does it again. This team will be so scary in the near future. A, a top pairing, thinking a few years down the road of Edvinson and Moritz Cedar is a scary thought for opponents. Love the pick, love what Detroit's doing. Uh, seventh overall, one of the biggest surprisers in the whole draft to me, and that's that San Jose Sharks are able to snag William Eklund at the seventh pick. I have this as an easy A also. I could even maybe bump this one up to an A+. I thought he was going third overall before the draft, so this is an absolute steal for the Sharks, who are in desperate need of A-tier prospects, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, Los Angeles Kings picked eighth. They got Brant Clark. I give this an A also. It's a great pick by the Kings. Their forwards will be very good for a long time. They have a bunch of good young forwards. The decor prospect pool-wise and roster-wise is a much weaker, so defense made a lot of sense for them here, and they did not miss adding on to an absolutely stacked prospect pool. Now they add that stud defenseman in it. 
Uh, the ninth pick, Arizona Coyotes, which they traded for from Vancouver. I'm going to give this an A. It was Dylan Gunther was the pick. They came into the day not even having a first round. They decided to go pretty much full rebuild mode, which I love for them. They weren't going anywhere with that core, as much as it sucks to say. They end up moving on from OEL's massive contract, getting that completely out of the way. Unfortunately, had to part ways with Connor Garland, who I love his game in the deal. But again, to enter the day with no first rounder and end up leaving with Dylan Gunther at, not, Gunther at nine, great pick for them. Number 10, the Ottawa Senators, Tyler Boucher. I didn't like this. I hate to give it an F, but I have to. I thought he was going in the second round. Seeing him at 10 is a head-scratcher for sure. The 11th pick was supposed to be Arizona's. It was forfeited. Uh, number 12, the Columbus Blue Jackets again, Cole Sillinger. I gave this one a B. He's arguably the best shooter in this entire draft class. This might have been a little bit high of a pick for him, but I've Again, I love what CBJ has been doing this whole offseason. Uh, there's no doubt this kid can score goals. He had 24 and 31 games for Sioux Falls in the USHL this season. So, again, I think there was a few better options ahead of him, but I still like the pick. Uh, Calgary Flames here, 13th overall. That's Matthew Coronado. I gave this a B-. Again, kind of a reach. Calgary's a very interesting spot right now as a franchise i think there are definitely better options available but he did start to shoot up a few draft boards late uh closer to the draft it got the higher i started seeing him in mocks but still didn't think he'd fall he'd still be still didn't think he'd go off the board at 13 okay the 14th pick here the buffalo savers and that's isaac rosen i'm going to give this an a buffalo walking away with power the best defenseman in the draft and isaac rosen is a very nice first round for them uh, this kid's got a great shot, excellent vision, and uh, Buffalo, I know it's been tough. It'll probably be tough for a little longer, the whole Eichel situation going on right now. I'll cover that in a later episode. But uh, you got you got two very good, young, promising players in this draft, I can tell you that. Number 15, very interesting, Detroit Red Wings here, second pick of the first round, traded up for it, and they took Sebastian Kosa, a goaltender. Uh, I'm going to give this a B plus. Uh, I didn't expect to see Kosa go ahead of Wallstat. I personally had Wallstat as the first goalie off the board, as did many. But I'm sure you've all heard me say this before, because I'll say it every time Detroit does anything. I'll never doubt anything Steve Eiserman does. The guy just seems to never make the wrong decision. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him here, Sebastian Kosa, to uh, Detroit at 15. Number 16, the New York Rangers. My New York Rangers took forward Brennan Othman. I'm going to give it a B minus. I saw a lot of people giving it like a C. I don't want to seem, or somewhere in that range, I don't want to seem biased by saying this. Uh, it might have been a reach for sure, but this kind of fits in what the entire Rangers offseason has been, and that's just getting tougher. He plays a very tough game, and you can tell from the free agent signings they made this season uh barclay goodrell ryan reeves they brought in tenority patrick nemeth all big guys so the whole offseason theme for the rangers was size and grit and they draft another guy who can hit uh i honestly didn't think they were going to make this pick at all once the buchnevich trade happened i assumed they'd be all in for eichel i thought that was going to happen at the draft but it hasn't eichel hasn't gone anywhere yet so they're very much from what i see still in the eichel discussion the price just seemingly so so high uh, again, it, it's a solid player for the Rangers here in terms of what they're looking for. But I think there was better options on the board. If they really did like Offman that much, I think they could have traded back into the 20s or so. 
Okay, 17th pick, the St. Louis St. Louis Blues, and that's Zachary Bolduc. Uh, I'll give this a B plus. He's got excellent hands and a great shot. He's a great leader. Uh, solid selection for them at 17. They just acquired Buchnevich from the Rangers, like I just talked about. Went over the Rangers one. That was a great trade for them, and uh, Bolduc's another solid pick. Uh, 18th overall to Winnipeg, Chaz Lucius. This is an A for me for sure. I'm surprised he fell this far. I thought he would be somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. Uh, he's got great hockey sense. Um, another kid with a great shot. The Jets should be very, very pleased with this one. Uh, 19th pick, the Nashville Predators, uh, Fedor Svechkov. This is going to get a, a B-plus from me. I, I like him a decent amount. Great vision, and his game from the puck is very good. The only reason this isn't an A is because Lysel is still on the board, who actually fell a few more spots, or one more spot after this. Uh, that being said, though, I still have an A-plus at this pick, even though it wasn't Lysel, and that's the Minnesota Wild taking goaltender Jesper Wallstadt trading up. Easy A-plus for me. Shocked he fell this far. Many thought he would be the first goalie off the board in the draft, including me. So getting him at 20, they get their goalie of the future. It's an easy A for me for Minnesota. A-plus for me for Minnesota. Uh, 21, the Boston Bruins. I have this in A, and that's Fabian Lysel. Uh, I think a lot of teams weren't going to touch Lysel because of his attitude issues or whatever you want to say in the past. He's known not to necessarily be the best team player, but I think he'll overcome that with age. His on-ice talent is undeniable. Shooting, skating, very dynamic. The way he creates plays, I think he'll be a very good player in the NHL. Uh, 21 to Boston, that is an unbelievable pick if you ask me. Uh, number 22, the Edmonton Oilers. And that's Xavier Borgo. And this, I'm giving the grade a C minus. I'm not giving Xavier Borgo a C minus. I like Borgo. The only reason this grade is a C minus is because I like Borgo. It should be an F. I just, I don't understand trading down when you're sitting there at 20 and Wallstat just falls right into your lap. Like Ken Holland, yet again, all I can say is, what are you doing? What are you thinking? You have 39-year-old Mike Smith as your goalie, and there's nothing after it. A franchise goalie just falls all the way to you, and you just say, no, we don't want the pick trade back. It's a joke at this point. I don't even know what, what to think, but... That's my two cents on that. Nothing against Borgo again, but I don't understand how they don't absolutely jump at that opportunity to take Wallstat. Uh, 23rd overall, the Dallas Stars. I'm thinking Wyatt Johnson. This is a C-plus for me. It's it's so hard to say with this guy. He didn't play a single OHL game because of COVID. So, really, I was just going off draft ranks. There wasn't much to look at here. From what I read, it seemed he'd be a mid to late first rounder, which has ended up where he went. But, uh, not really much else I can say about the pick. I think it's, as I said, C- minus is a fair grade, I'd say. There's not really much more I can say. Uh, 24th, the Florida Panthers, uh, Mackie Samakovich. Uh, C- minus for me. I think it was a little bit of a reach. Uh, I thought he'd be probably a mid-second guy. But at this point in the draft, you're at the stage now where these guys aren't going to be in the NHL right away. Uh, you take the guy you like most, and that's what Florida did here, apparently. So C- I think it's a fair grade for him. Uh, 25th, the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is an interesting pick. It was their third of the first round. I'm going to give it a C+, and that's Chorus and Coolmans. Uh, a little off the board, sure. It's their third pick of the first round. They already took two forwards, so the D-man was a logical choice. 
Uh, if it's the guy they liked, again, I'll stick with that theme. That's who you take, so good on them. 26 overall, Minnesota Wild, and that's Carson Lambos. Uh, I like A- minus for him. Lambos and Wallstat in the same draft night. Bravo, Minnesota. Very, very well done. Uh, Nashville Predators, 27th overall. That's Zachary LaRue. Uh, I think they gave up a little too much to trade up for number 27, in my opinion, but I do like LaRue. Very physical. He loves to get under opponent's skin. I'm going to give this a B. 28th, Colorado Avalanche, and that's Oscar Olison. Uh, a minus for me. I like Olison a lot. He's a very good skater. He's deceptive. He can create plays with the puck. I had him going off the board before the 20th pick. So 28, I think it's a great pick for Colorado, who obviously is already loaded. Uh, did lose Philip Grubauer, though. Again, cover that later, but that's an interesting uh Interesting thought process there in Colorado. Not, uh, you know, you sign McCarr, sign Landis Cog, not enough money left for Grubauer. You do trade for Kemper, but again, I'll break that all down later. The uh, 29th pick, the New Jersey Devils, and that's Chase Stillman. I'm going to give this a D. Uh, another guy with a shortened season due to COVID, so it's hard for me to judge. But from the draft rankings that I saw, he certainly seemed to be mid to late second round in most in most mocks so i think it was just a little premature here taking him but back on that same theme you like a guy at this point of the draft you take him uh 30th overall the vegas golden knights and that's zach dean i'm gonna give this an a minus he's got great hands great ability to move the puck the knight's biggest need was a center and that's what they addressed not that he'll be playing in the nhl next year or even the year after likely but I think a player like him just fits the need of the team. I think he can be a very solid NHL player one day. So I do like that for Vegas, A-. minus. 31st overall, without a doubt, the most controversial pick of the draft, and that's Logan Mayu. Uh, I have to give it an F for obvious reasons. So pretty much when you say you don't want to be drafted, you ask not to be drafted, and then a team picks you in the first round, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Everyone in the draft show at the time couldn't believe it. The NHL clearly didn't want this to happen. Uh, that being said, though, trying to see where Montreal is coming from, if they really liked the kid and they did think someone else was going to take him and they didn't want to give up a chance of losing him, then I can somewhat understand the logic. He's a young kid. Kids make mistakes. So I guess they think they can kind of mold him into a more mature adult. But either way, I still don't think it was the right thing to do. I don't like the pick. For obvious reasons, this has to be an F. Uh, 32nd, the last pick of the first round, Chicago Blackhawks. And they took defenseman Nolan Allen. This is going to be a D for me. Another off the board. He doesn't have much offensive upside. He's a very solid skater, a good shutdown game. But I think he's available in round two or three. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about here really quick is my steal of the draft, and it hurts me to say this, but that's Atu Ratty. Thought by many to be the first pick in the draft a year ago. Falls all the way into the second round, but not just the second round. He falls number 52, and of all teams, the Islanders snag him up. Uh, this kid's got a very, very, very high ceiling still, in my opinion. There's a reason he was thought to be the first pick a year ago. Crazy how drastic things can change, but... At that point in the draft, what do you have to lose? 52nd for someone with the highest upside in the whole draft, for sure. Great pick by the Islanders. Very little risk, very high reward right there. That's going to wrap things up here for this episode. Next episode, I'll be breaking down teams offseason by division. That's going to include the entire draft, free agency, and through trades. 
Uh, hope you guys enjoyed and uh, talk soon.